Shortly after Olivia went away with the Nawab, Beth Crawford returned from Simla. This was in September 1923. Beth had to go down to Bombay to meet the boat on which her sister Tessie was arriving. Tessie was coming out to spend the cold season with the Crawfords. They had arranged all sorts of visits and expeditions for her, but she stayed mostly in Satipur because of Douglas. They went riding together and played croquet and tennis, and she did her best to be good company for him. Not that he had much free time, for he kept himself as busy as ever in the district. He worked like a Trojan, and never ceased to be calm and controlled, so that he was very much esteemed both by his colleagues and by the Indians. He was upright and just. Tessie stayed through that cold season and through the next one as well, and then she sailed for home. A year later, Douglas had his home leave, and they met again in England. By the time his divorce came through, they were ready to get married. She went out to join him in India, and, like her sister Beth, she led a full and happy life there. In course of time, she became my grandmother. But, of course, by then everyone was back in England. I don't remember Douglas at all. He died when I was three. But I remember Grandmother Tessie and Great Aunt Beth very well. They were cheerful women with a sensible and modern outlook on life. But nevertheless, so my parents told me, For years they could not be induced to talk about Olivia. They shied away from her memory as from something dark and terrible. My parents' generation did not share these feelings. On the contrary, they were eager to learn all they could about grandfather's first wife who had eloped with an Indian prince. But it was not until they were old and widowed that the two ladies began at last to speak about the forbidden topic. By that time they had also met Harry again. They had kept up with him by means of Christmas cards, and it was only after Douglas's death that Harry came to call on them. They spoke about Olivia. Harry also told them about Olivia's sister Marcia, whom he had met shortly after his return from India. He had continued to see her over the years till she had died, drunk herself to death, he said. She left him all Olivia's letters, and he showed them to the old ladies. That was how I first came to see these letters, which I have now brought with me to India. Fortunately, during my first few months here, I kept a journal, so I have some record of my early impressions. If I were to try and recollect them now, I might not be able to do so. They are no longer the same, because I myself am no longer the same. India always changes people, and I have been no exception. But this is not my story, it is Olivia's, as far as I can follow it. These are the first entries in my journal. 2nd of February Arrival in Bombay today not what I had imagined at all. Of course, I had always thought of arrival by ship, had forgotten how different it would be by plane. All those memoirs and letters I've read, all those prints I've seen, I really must forget about them. Everything is different now. I must get some sleep.